You are listening to the Morning Breath Podcast. Please enjoy today's show, hosted by Pastor Dan Stahlbaum. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the program. This is Morning Breath. We're a drive-time devotion. Sure to jumpstart your day, and it's Wednesday, May 19th. And we're so glad you've taken time out of your busy day to get into the Word of God. That's what the program's all about. I know years ago when I started doing this, this was how I did a morning devotion. And I know there are a lot of ways to do them now, but this is one of the ways you can get into the Scripture. And so I would just read a chapter, talk to the Lord about it, spend some time with Him, and then we ended up coming down to the church here and uh, doing a radio program that way. And so our encouragement to you is to read the chapter. And Pastor Marvin uh, Alderman is with me today, and he's going to tell you how you can connect and figure out which chapter we're in each and every day. Sure. Uh, The quickest way is really going to use the East Coast app. That's the way to do everything at our church. (laughs) Uh, East Coast app has has all that you need to know and all the connections that you need for information, events, past sermons, morning breath episodes, everything. Uh, Also, you can find East Coast Christian Center on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube. There's probably other things too, but those are the ones call. I know of. I mean, if you're yeah. if you're struggling to, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and you want like we send out a guide by email or sure. uh, regular mail, snail right, mail, right. you can call too. Sure. What's All the number? Three two one four five two ten sixty. You'll be talking to Miss Ernestine usually. Yep. Miss Ernestine will get you taken care of. She's amazing. She, yeah, she sends me my morning breath guide every every month. Oh, that's cool. Email and mails me one. See, I get it every way you can, uh-huh. just so I can monitor it, you know, make that's sure smart. it's working and all mm-hmm. that. And it always works because Ernestine's running that, so that's great. Anyway, we're glad you guys are here today. And uh, we don't really have a lot of announcements of what's going on at church right now. We've had an incredible series of messages going on. Uh, uh, Unsh- Unshakable is a series. Pastor Matt's been blowing it up, so that's been really good. And... Uh, we had a worship service last week that was, how do they say, off the chain? How did they say it, Nick? Come on. Off you the sh- chain, off the chain. You shook your hand in a funny way. Hook. What's that mean? I don't know. You know like, come on. <laughs> yeah. That was like an Italian, off the hook. Italian yeah. expression when I was growing up. Yeah, but uh, yeah, we had an incredible worship service the other night uh, mm-hmm. last, uh, last week. It was really powerful, and if you ever get a chance to come to one of the night of worships. We call them night of worship. We'd mm. love to see you there. And it is an incredibly uh, It's absolutely fantastic. Yeah, because yeah, night of worship, I mean, this is our opportunity. Uh, we, we've called it many, a lot of different ways over years, but really comes down yeah. to it's our time. We are bringing uh, all of our worship to an audience yeah. of one. Yeah. And uh, man, it's it was it's really powerful. And last, uh, last week when we did this, I'm telling you, uh, the pastor Matt just brought some some really good word as part of it. Yeah. Not a lot, but it was enough. And man, it was just really, really powerful. Yeah, really just gave opportunity for people to get ministry. Yes, it did. Get ministered to. So anyway, we're gonna get in the chapter. We're in Luke chapter nineteen, and we have forty eight verses. Oh, so yeah. we can split that right down the middle. Uh, let me see, twenty four. How's that end how, right there? How about we get uh, right up to just before triumphal entry? Okay, 27 right. then. We'll do it through 27, and you can pick it up at 28. Sounds like a plan. Get me started. All right, I say unto you, read, sir. Nice. Then Jesus entered and passed through Jericho. Now behold, there was a man named Zacchaeus who was a chief tax collector, and he was rich. And he sought to see who Jesus was, but he could not because of the crowd, for he was of short stature. So he ran ahead and climbed up into a sycamore tree to see him, for he was going to pass that way. 
And when Jesus came to the place, he looked up and saw him and said to him, Zacchaeus, make haste and come down, for today I must stay at your house. So he made haste and came down and received him joyfully. But when they saw it, they all complained, saying, He has gone to be a guest with a man who is a sinner. Then Zacchaeus stood and said to the Lord, Look, Lord, I give half of my goods to the poor. And if I have taken anything from anyone by false accusation, I restore fourfold. And Jesus said to him, Today salvation has come to this house, because he also is a son of Abraham. For the Son of Man has come to seek and to save that which was lost. Now as they heard these things, he spoke another parable, because he was near Jerusalem and because they thought the kingdom of God would appear immediately. Therefore he said, A certain nobleman went into a far country to receive for himself a kingdom and to return. So he called ten of his servants, delivered to them ten minas, and said to them, Do business till I come. But his citizens hated him and sent a delegation after him, saying, We will not have this man to reign over us. So it was that when he returned, having received the kingdom, he then commanded these, these servants to whom he had given the money to be called to him, that he might know how much every man had gained by trading. Then came the first, saying, Master, your mine has earned ten minas. And he said to him, Well done, good servant, because you were faithful in very little, have authority over ten cities. And the second came, saying, Master, your mine has earned five minas. Likewise, he said to him, You also will be over five cities. Then another came, saying, Master, here's your mina, which I have kept put away in a handkerchief. For I feared you, because you are an austere man. You collect what you did not deposit and reap what you did not sow. And he said to him, Out of your own mouth I will judge you, you wicked servant. You knew that I was an austere man, collecting what I did not deposit and reaping what I did not sow. Why then did you not put my money in the bank, that at my coming I might have collected it with interest? And he said to those who stood by, take the mina from him and give it to him who has ten minas. But they said to him, Master, he has ten minas. For I say to you that to everyone who has will be given. And from him who does not have, even what he has will be taken away from him. But bring here those enemies of mine who did not want me to reign over them and slay them before me. Wow. All right, verse 28 After he had said these things, he was going on ahead, going up to Jerusalem. When he approached Bethphage and Bethany, near the mount that is called Olivet, he sent two of the disciples, saying, Go into the village ahead of you. There, as you enter, you'll find a colt tied on which no one yet has ever sat. Untie it and bring it here. If anyone asks you, Why are you untying it? You shall say, The Lord has need of it. So those who were sent away... And found it just as he had told them. As they were untying the colt, its owner said to them, Why are you untying the colt? They said, The Lord has need of it. They brought it to Jesus, and they threw their coats on the colt and put Jesus on it. As he was going, they were spreading their coats on the road. As soon as he was approaching near the descent of the Mount of Olives, the whole crowd of the disciples began to praise God joyfully with a loud voice for all the miracles which they had seen, shouting, Blessed is the king who comes in the name of the Lord. Peace in heaven and glory in the highest. Some of the Pharisees in the crowd said to him, Teacher, rebuke your disciples. But Jesus answered, I tell you, if these become silent, the stones will cry out. When he approached Jerusalem, he saw the city and wept over it, saying, 
If you had known in this day, even you, the things which make for peace, but now they've been hidden from your eyes, for the days will come upon you when your enemies will throw up a barricade against you and surround you and hem you in on every side, and they will level you to the ground and your children within you, and they will not leave in you one stone upon another because you did not recognize the time of your visitation. Jesus entered the temple and began to drive out those who were selling, saying to them, It is written, And my house shall be a house of prayer, but you have made it a robber's den. And he was teaching daily in the temple, but the chief priests and the scribes and the leading men among the people were trying to destroy him, and they could not find anything that they might do, for all the people were hanging on to every word he said. Amen. Amen. So what translation was that, Marvin? That was the New American Standard. Yeah, I liked it. Yeah, yeah I enjoyed it. Um, uh, sometimes, you know, I, when I'm looking at my Bible and mm. someone's reading uh, like New Living, it's uh-huh. even hard to follow sometimes because sure. they reorder the sentence and that. Uh-huh. That was pretty easy for me to follow, and uh, I liked it. I, it. It spoke to me. You know, one of the things, and I bring this up just because I think it's powerful and important. It says in uh, verse 41 now, as he drew near, he saw the city and wept over it, mm-hmm. saying, if you had known, even you, especially in this your day, the things that make for your peace, but now they're hidden from your eyes. You know, one of the things he said in uh, a different gospel was that I would have gathered you like a hen gathers her chicks, right. but ye would not. And I think what a lot of people met, m- miss here when they read this and and say, well, you know, who's doing what and who's responsible for what. I think the thing that's always stood out to me is that they had the ability to respond to God, yep. but chose not it to. It was totally their choice. And they said no. And, I, and you know, I don't know where you're all out there with free will, but however, you, whatever you believe about free will, there is definitely a huge degree of it in the earth mm-hmm. where we make choice and yep. we receive. I mean, even... You know, in the Old Testament, said, uh, I set before you life and death. Choose life that you may live. Mm-hmm. But we know they didn't. Here, God's saying, do it, right. choose life. And then they end up not doing it in the Old Testament. And that was back in, you know, Exodus and all mm-hmm. that. But the choice that God gives us is just an incredible thing. It's so powerful. Right. When, when love says, I'm going to give you a choice in this. And in fact, I don't think you can have love without choice. I don't no, think love can't. exists without choice. Because if I make you love me, you it's not real. It's you not know, real. you can't make somebody love you. No. You know, it, it's if it's forced. It, love is only love because it's a free gift. Right. Something you choose to do. It's a response. And so, yeah, yeah, it's good. I love that, and, and we. Um, the, the the response that they made, the one that the choice that they made was one that it was only a generation later when the oh. entire city was leveled. Yeah. What was it? Uh, General Titus comes in, his Roman army, yep. and killed a million people. Yeah. Just a, and, yep. and it's because they missed the time of their visitation. And as not it said, one, one stone left upon another? No, I totally mean, destroyed. I actually went to Jerusalem in like 95 or 96, and they were excavating the street down to the street level where Jesus would have walked actually uh-huh. in the little stalls where he got mad because everybody was changing money in that. Sure. 
those stalls, like we're in a small studio room. What is this, like 8 by 12 or something, 10 by 12, something like that? Yeah. These stalls were like three or four by six. Okay. And they were just like these. It was almost like a closet Uh that was a little bit longer that opened up onto the street. And so you just had your stuff in the closet behind you and like a little table set up at the mouth of it. Okay. And I mean, that was how small and how, you know, you'd think, oh, he's kicking people out of the shops. And I see Macy's, you know, my brain, because that's (laughs) how my brain works. Uh But these little shops were like like the size of your coat closet, some Mm -hmm. of them. And they were excavating the, the street. Why I'm saying that is that's how much rubble mm. from tearing down Jerusalem that was still there in 1995. Wow. From the day that actually happened in what it was a 70 AD, mm-hmm. uh, that the rubble was still being removed. 2,000 years later, wow. you know, basically is what it boils down to. Mm-hmm. Um, they, they destroyed that city and oh, yeah. they and the destruction. And let me say something else. And this is a, when the city got destroyed, there weren't Christians in the city. No. They had left and gone to Petra, the rose red city of Petra in Jordan to escape. Mm-hmm. And that's why Jesus said, when you see, right. even if you're nursing, get up and leave right now. Yep. And when Titus invaded Jerusalem, he got called back to Rome. And the siege of the city stopped for like two weeks or 30 days. Okay. And during that period of time, the Christians realized this is our chance to leave. Most of uh, Jerusalem said, no, they're gone. We're good now. Mm. And the Christians fled the city. Because they'd been warned. Yeah, by the Lord. And then back, Titus came again, and then the city was destroyed and just, you know, ravaged from that point. Like you said, over a million people died. But the Christians that had heard from God, and I'll tell you, that's money. That's powerful. Matter of fact, I, I can't remember where I read it, but at one point, I, th- I believe that there were like 600,000 visitors in Jerusalem at the time of the siege when the place was destroyed. Oh, my God. Okay, so it wasn't just the normal residents, but they had come there for— Feast, uh, festival, uh, It was one of the festivals. Yeah. It, I don't want to say Passover, but yeah. one of the festivals. They'd come well, you for. know what, what that would have complicated, too, in the city— is can you imagine, you know, when we have guests over the house, we got to go to the grocery store twice as often. Mm-hmm. When we got guests over the house, everything goes faster. True. The toilet paper goes faster. I mean, you know, <laughs> it's just part of life when you got a big sure. group there. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine, because they seeds the city, meaning yeah. they they had walls or they kept them in the walls so mm-hmm. that they could not get fresh right. food in. Yeah, And so people were starving. Sure. And then that's how they actually, you know, conquered the city. Because of that, yeah, uh, yeah. pretty pretty wild time, mm-hmm. but all because people wouldn't listen to the voice of the Lord. And yeah. I just want to encourage you out there: when God speaks, He's speaking because He's He's for you. Mm-hmm. You know, I would have gathered you as a hen gathers her chicks. Why does a mom gather her chicks? Keep them safe, right? Protect them. Uh, you know, that safety, that provision. Mm-hmm. I'm going to show you where all the juicy bugs are or whatever the case may be. I mean, I'm not a chicken, yeah. so hard for me to imagine yeah. what dinner looks like. But and, and when Jesus speaks, he's always speaking because yeah. there's something powerful and good he wants to say to us. May, may I jump back sure. to the beginning of Let's the chapter? When we talked about Zacchaeus, 
uh, one of the things that I, I really like is when, uh, let's see, it was verse uh, 5. Jesus came to the place. He looked up and said to him, Zacchaeus, pretty, hurry, come down. Pretty wild. What I like here is that, and now, now, I'm sure Zacchaeus had heard that Jesus was probably Messiah. He had heard he was a prophet. He was a man of God. He'd heard all these things. That's why he wanted to see him. Yeah. All right. He gets up from the tree, but this is this is a guy that was despised by everybody in the country because he was a, he was a traitor yeah. and he was a thief and he'd made his his wealth off of the people. Yeah. So they hated him. And he was short. So <laughs> you know, no short jokes, but I'm just saying this is yeah, it's something where he that, would yeah. feel that yeah. you know, you feel that people are against you or that you're having to prove something. Yeah. So now you got him up in this tree and then the man of God, the prophet of God, truly the Messiah sees me. Mm. He sees me. And uh, I, I know it's, for me, it's a throwback when you talk about Hagar, when she said, El, you know, you know, Jehovah El Roy, which is the God who sees me. Mm-hmm. When, he, when he saw him and he spoke to him and he said, I'm going to eat with you and be with you, it turned his world around. Because for the first time probably ever in his life, someone honored him and valued him and respected him, someone who he thought of as being the highest of high, and, and it's, it touched him. And so what, I, what it pulled out for me, if I'm looking for an application like our soap, is, is that we as children of God— in, and we as believers, we as, as a part of the household of Christ, when we see those around us, when we pay attention, that guy on the street corner up there who's, uh, who's um, begging for money, we don't give him any cash because that's just feeding his addiction. But we, we, go, we give him some water. We give him a power bar. We say we love you. You know, we care about you. And uh, it's, it opens a door. For people to be able to say, you know what, someone, there's perhaps, perhaps, maybe this God is real. Perhaps, maybe this, uh, there's someone who cares about me. It really touches. It goes deep and it makes an impact. And there's a, there's a seed sown there that allows people to, at some point, be able to really see all the value and all the, that God has in them and all the value what God has for them. That's good. You know, one of the things that stood out in here is that Jesus calls him by name. Yes. <laughs> Wait a minute now. How, how does Jesus know this little guy's name? Good point. Well, obviously, it's by a word from God, you know, that he heard from the Holy Spirit his name. He was able to call him by name. And, and you give me, uh, give me the, the name of God again that Hagar said? <clears throat> El Roy. Oh, right, which means I'm the God I'm who sees God me. who sees me, and it's such a powerful thing. But what also is powerful here is it says in verse eight, then Zacchaeus stood and said to the Lord, "Look, Lord, mm. Lord is pretty pretty big deal. Yes, he's not just acknowledging him according to the rumors. Right, he's now acknowledging God by His name, and he's and he's worshiping and and giving Him glory." That's a very, very powerful uh, exchange here with them using one another's name, so mm-hmm. to speak, or title uh, in, this, in this situation. It's also powerful when you look at this that, you know, a lot of times what does repentance look like? Because here Jesus says, look, salvation's come to this house. Mm-hmm. And for salvation to come, there's got to be repentance. And so Zacchaeus turned from wherever, money and, you know, tax collector and trader and all that to Jesus. Mm -hmm. But there was fruit 
going on in his life. He says, look, I'm, I'm giving half the stuff I have to the poor. Yeah. And if I've cheated anybody, he didn't just go to the law because the law said you got to pay somebody back plus one-fifth more, 20% more. Mm-hmm. That was your penalty for ripping them off. Here he's saying, I'm giving them four times. Yep. That's, what is that, 400% more? <laughs> yes. You know, so 20% more? Mm-hmm. And uh, so repentance in this picture, when he's seen, mm-hmm. it, it sparks such a heartfelt response mm-hmm. that is seen beyond just praying a prayer yeah. or just confessing him as Lord, but the action follows of a life well lived. Mm-hmm. And I just think it's very powerful. And here's the guy that's the bum in the county <laughs> is ends up being an incredible citizen. He's exalted. And I like this verse 10. <clears throat> the son of man came to seek. Well, he, at the same time, Zacchaeus was seeking. Yeah. He was looking. Good. You know, everything that even when later on, whenever you had like, uh, remember when Peter and John went to the temple and the guy reached up looking for something? He yeah, was lo- yeah. looking for some, he was looking for them expecting some cash. Expecting to receive. He was expecting to receive something. Them, yeah. And then they were able to, so his faith was there to receive and he, re- he got what he needed. It was powerful. Yeah, it's super healthy too. Yeah. And so this, this whole picture here and salvation's come. To the house, and then the last line. I think everybody, all of us that have known and loved the Lord for any length of time, need to remember: for the Son of Man has come to seek and to save that which was lost. Right. And uh, remembering that He left the ninety-nine to go after the one, and so we've got to remember and be part of Jesus going after the one and going after the hurt person or mm-hmm. the lost person or the person on the street everybody's mad at, or yeah. you know, you can. You can apply this in many areas of your life. At work, you got somebody that's kind of on the outs at work. Right. Maybe you can be the one that reaches out to that person and, yeah. and shows them acceptance, care, and love. It can really make a difference. Sure. I actually <clears throat> love one of the things that Keith has at our at TNT. They have their— uh, Keith the, is who? Keith Alderman. Pastor Keith pastor Alderman. Keith He's Alderman. our youth pastor. Yes. Sorry about that. Pastor Keith, um, he has a—I think they call it a gorilla squad or something like that. Where they're um, they they are looking for the people the kids who are alone yeah. so they can just bring Jesus to them and That's love awesome. them. Awesome, yeah, it's an awesome thing. I've always been uh, so impressed, especially you see it come to a head every year at camp mm-hmm. when the way our young people receive yeah. other people, new people, fresh people, lonely people. Yeah, I grew up in high school. It was hard. I was an outsider. And nobody hardly bridged the gap nope. to reach out to me. I get that. And so it's so powerful to see that kind of love for teenagers yep. from teenagers yep. in the kingdom of God. We're going to take a break. We'll be back in just a minute. You are listening to the Morning Breath Podcast from East Coast Christian Center. We will be back shortly after we thank our sponsors. At East Coast Christian Center, we are building a life-giving church that lasts. We are one church in many locations with campuses in Merritt Island, Vieira, Coco, and an online campus that you can attend from anywhere. Here at East Coast, we value each generation and work hard to ensure that no matter what age or stage of life you're in, there's a place for you in our family. You weren't meant to do life alone, so come and find your church home with us. You can plan your visit or get more information online at eccc.us.
Barfield Contracting and Associates is a fully licensed and insured roofing and building contractor. They are located in Coca Village but service all of Brevard County and surrounding communities. They also offer military and senior discounts and free estimates and appreciate every opportunity they are given. 321-454-4531. That's 321-454-4531. Barfield Contracting, treating you like family. The world desperately needs strong, faithful, and equipped believers ready for battle right now. ECCU provides high-quality instruction at a fraction of the cost of other Christian universities. At ECCU, you will learn who you are, whose you are, and know how to practically exercise the tools God gave you. We offer associates, bachelors, masters, and doctoral programs in theology and Christian ministry. Our number is 321-452-1060. That's 321-452-1060. Extension 102. Find more information at eccuequipped.com. Are you a young adult between the ages of 18 and 29, seeking community and an opportunity to press into the Word of God on a deeper level? Join us at Mezzanine, Sunday nights at 7. Experience powerful and impacting messages alongside like-minded individuals that are passionate about pursuing the heart of God. Download the Mezzanine Church app or visit mezzanine.church to get plugged in. Hi, I'm Scott Langston. I'm a broker associate who has specialized in commercial real estate for the past 27 years. I sell real estate for Remax Elite. I give free broker price opinions to anyone selling real estate. If you are looking to buy or lease real estate, I will represent you at no cost to you. My phone number is 321-403-1111. My website is scottlangston.com. Go out and make it a great day. Pineapple Garden, assisted living facility located in Rockledge. Affordable care with daily activities and a friendly 24-hour staff, making sure you or your loved ones are safe and secure. Find them online at pineapplegarden.com. For over 30 years, CB Plumbing has been a family-owned and operated business that is dedicated and proud to serve the Brevard County community. CB Plumbing offers both drain and sewer line cleaning for commercial and residential. CB Plumbing for all your plumbing needs. 321-783-6000. That's 321-783-6000. Customer satisfaction is their guarantee. Welcome back to the Morning Breath Podcast. Lean in as the pastors finish the show with their final thoughts. You know, in this story of Zacchaeus, I've always thought, you know, when you're—I was short growing up. Uh, well, we're all short growing up until we grow up, but I didn't start growing up till 11th grade. Um, I was five foot tall in 10th grade in high school, and uh, that was I was second shortest kid in the school, and the kid that was shorter than me was a real-life midget. So that's kind of— like, I'm not the shortest. Who is? Well, Johnny, Johnny's the shortest and he's a midget. Okay. Yeah. So it feels kind of, it's hard. There's some, some things that make that hard. Now I grew in 11th grade and ended up being like five foot 10 and a half and 11. So I'm not considered short or any anymore. But during that season, 10th grade was hard for me. One of the things that was hard for me was not trying to act big or, you know, reinforce Mm -hmm. who I was out of, you know, just feeling small. Mm-hmm. And Zacchaeus does something incredible here. He is so concerned with seeing Jesus, he's willing to run 
ahead. Mm-hmm. Not very dignified to run. No. You know, he's a royal figure. He could have pranced up there. Mm-hmm. He ran. He climbs a tree. Mm-hmm. You know, we're talking about a, probably a 50-year-old man here. We're not talking about, you know, an 8-year-old kid, you sure. know, shinning up a tree. Right. He climbs a tree, a fig tree, a tree planted for the poor. Mm. It's really, it says sycamore, but it's a fig tree. And I'm just so blessed by his humility. Mm. And that humility, if if you will humble yourself at the sight of the Lord, Amen. he will lift you up. And I Good think word. that's what happened in Good this, word. this that's chapter. Awesome. God bless you guys. Have a great day. Thanks for coming in, Pastor Marvin. Really appreciate My it. My pleasure. And Pastor Marvin is a pastor at the Coco Campus. Go out there and see him. God bless. See you, Nick. Bye, guys. We hope you enjoyed today's episode of the Morning Breath Podcast. If you did, we would love for you to give it a thumbs up and share it with a friend. To follow along with our daily chapter list and for quick access to East Coast podcasts, events, and more, download the East Coast app. It's the best way to stay connected with everything East Coast. We would also love for you to join our online community. Just search for East Coast Christian Center on Facebook and Instagram. Thanks again for listening to the Morning Breath Podcast.